Hello, you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Gore Grains. Today is Friday, April the 22nd. I'm your host this week, Jeffrey Guy. Uh, Dolores is still on holidays and the big kahuna, he's off and running somewhere. So let's look at the markets this week. Um, things are continuing on, volatility continues to rain. Uh, we look at prices, some spot prices and corn and soybeans were up this week. Uh, harvest prices fell back a little bit on the corn side and we're up a little over $10 on uh, soybeans for both this year and next year. Spring wheat prices rallied this uh, week. Uh, this summer's harvest was up uh, about $17 and about $15 for next year. Winter wheat prices were pretty flat for the current year and for next year's harvest, up about $15. So let's see, the markets, they started the week positive, they ended negative. So what happened during the week? Well, of course, the market is always responding to news about Ukraine. You know, the what's happening in there between with Russia and the Ukraine fighting. Uh, are farmers going to get things planted this year? Are they going to have the fertilizer? Are they going to have the diesel fuel needed? Are they going to be able to look after the crops? Uh, are they going to be able to get the crops harvested? Can they get to markets? Can they get exported? There's so many unknowns about the crops in the Ukraine that uh, the markets go could go either way with it. Another thing on the Ukraine, the the Western allies are you know they're trying to get more countries to buy into the sanctions. Like right now, there's rumors that India is buying a lot of fuel from Russia. The West is trying to get India to stop that. Uh, Brazil has bought a, I think I read this week and I put in the daily blog, uh, 20 some, 24, 26 uh, cargoes of, uh, or vessels of fertilizer from Russia that have been sent since the war started. You know, these things have to end somewhere. So uh, it's hard one to know. Oil prices this week, uh, I think crude oil had a, High, just over $108 a barrel, a low of just under $102. That's where we ended the week. Uh, it's been talked this week. The OPEC plus people are still happy with Russia. Again, you know, the, a lot of the Western countries are trying to get the OPEC to uh, step away from Russia. It'd uh, in, be interesting to see uh, if Europe can truly cut itself off from the Russian market of the energy market coming from Russia. Canadian dollar this week, uh, we had a high a little over 80 cents, a low of just below 79 cents. It's closed at the low end for the week at about uh, 0.786 to the U.S. dollar. That's about uh, 140 basis points off the high. And it was pretty funny this week. I was actually reading how the U.S. dollar is strengthening, strengthening. And right at the time I'm reading, that's when it was weakening against our, our Canadian dollar and most other currencies. So... You know, the markets, they, they have a lot of ebbs and flows into them. Uh, we talked about how the markets ended negative this week. Um, it's kind of interesting. The corn market ended negative. However, there was a big export sale today out of the U.S. Uh, it was announced like 64 million bushels of corn, 53 million of that going to China, 11 million to Mexico. So over the last couple of weeks, China has been the largest purchaser of of uh, U.S. corn and soybeans, both old crop and new crop. Uh, China's remaining active in the purchasing. 
even though right now in China there's lockdowns, COVID lockdowns in uh, I think it's about 30 different cities in China, you know, they're continuing they're continuing to purchase. They're they're helping to keep prices up there. You know, there's been talk that China might be hoarding supplies. Uh, I think I wrote a little rumor today in the blog, uh, or I know I did, uh, about they've one person I read said they're hoarding supplies because they're just in case they try to take over, or attack Taiwan, and the U.S. and other countries put sanctions on them and don't sell them goods, so they're trying to hoard hoard grains and soybeans. And why do they need so much of these supplies? Remember, they have this the largest hog herd in the world. I read a big article last week uh, about their hog herd, how their hog industry is losing money hand over fist, cannot afford these high prices for inputs for for corn and soybeans, wheat, all the different feedstocks. But uh, China seems to keep purchasing. the Their domestic price keeps hitting almost new highs on soybeans and that. Uh, a lot of talk out of China, how they're increasing their soybean domestic supply this year, the corn supply. But remember, you you can't believe everything that comes out of China, but unfortunately our markets trade almost, or, well, not ex- exclusively, but they trade big time on what comes out of the market. So we talked a little bit about corn, how corn ended negative today. Even with this big sale, it just seemed like it was a, maybe some of the, the hedge funds, whatever, were taking some profits you know, the nearby corn at that $8 and the harvest corn, you know, over the seven fifty. dollars The harvest corn this week made it almost to $360 a ton for harvest delivery. Like, that is just phenomenal numbers. Uh, right now, the weather is looking pretty positive in the States for planting progress to keep going. You know, that report comes out every Monday afternoon, the weekly crop report in the States and uh the market definitely be watching that close. Maybe not so much this coming week, but definitely the weeks going forward. You know, remember the market does what the market wants to do. And at these high prices, we always expect more volatility at these high prices, you know. So again, on the corn side, Brazil, Brazil is fairly dry right now. So that's affecting yields for the second crop corn. There's the Frina crop. And, but right now, Corn is cheaper in Brazil and Argentina on the world market. However, China and Mexico still made those large purchases from the U.S. yesterday. So it almost sounds like they should be buying more from Brazil and Argentina, not the U.S. So again, we can't figure out what's going on. Truly, we can't figure that out. Spring wheat, uh, you know, we said spring wheat was positive this week. Last weekend, they had the big storm in the Dakotas, especially North Dakota, that's where like 50% of uh, U.S. spring wheat productions in uh, North Dakota, supposedly they are still under uh, snow and ice. So the planting is definitely being delayed there. And will all those acres get planted to spring wheat that they're expected? Uh, could we see a swing to corn or soybeans? It uh, definitely, that's one of those things. The only time will tell. Big uh, story today out of Indonesia. Remember, Indonesia is the largest palm oil producer in the world. Uh, That's a big part of the world vegetable oil market. Well, Indonesia, they had announced, uh, oh, a month, six weeks ago, about like a tariff, putting on a tariff on some export sales and that, which, say la vie, they did. 
But now they announced that as of April 28th, they are going to ban palm oil exports. Now, they were scheduled, it's the USDA had them down to export 28 million tons of palm oil this year. And they're, they're saying as of April 28th, they're not going to export any. They're trying to keep it for the domestic market. How long they will keep this ban in place is yet to be seen. And remember, the world vegetable oil market is already tight. Uh, remember, the Ukraine is the largest exporter of sunflower oil. And with nothing happening on that side because of the turmoil in the war in the Ukraine, no sunflower oil coming to the marketplace from the Ukraine, that's made the market tight. Remember, uh, canola was a smaller crop last year, especially here in Canada. The canola oil has got very expensive and in short supply. It's really helped soybean oil prices go higher. And soybean oil consumption in the U.S. has increased significantly in biodiesel and more biodiesel plants being built. So this part of uh, Indonesia cutting off palm oil, hopefully this is... Oh, I don't know, should I say hopefully? But if this turns into a longer-term thing, it's going to drastically, drastically affect soybean oil prices. That's another one of those ones that time will tell. And uh, so and there was another interesting thing today. So this room, not rumor, this announcement came out of Indonesia. Soybean oil prices uh, did spike higher today. But soybean prices and soybean meal prices went lower today. So it'll be interesting to see on Monday how the market responds to this. Uh, so where do we go from here? I've told many customers this week, some ways I feel like a broken record. We're looking at the same things that we have been looking at for the last bunch of weeks, really since the war in the Ukraine started. But we will be getting into a weather market in the U.S. for planting and then crop progress. Uh, first, it's definitely corn and then soybeans not too long after that. Prices at these historic high numbers, uh, I just don't feel anybody can go wrong locking in some prices. We're already having uh, customers locking in prices for 2023 harvest. But, uh, you know, if you don't have anything locked in for this year, I'd say give us a call to talk about it anyways. Uh, so that's about all I have to say for this week. We look forward to having everybody tune in again next week. And uh, I'm sure we'll have uh, Dolores and maybe the big kahuna back too. Thanks for now and have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.